Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community. Hey, good morning, everyone. Well, we're starting to meet in person again this week at our backyard church hangouts, but we also wanted to provide an opportunity for those who can't attend those to worship with us online. And so I have a, a, a sermonette, a short sermon to share with you uh, this morning. For the next couple of months, we're going to be looking at some of the biblical names for God. And you may not know this, but in the Bible, there are over 20 different names for God. And so the question that we have to ask is why? Why does the Bible use so many different names for God? Well, it's because one of the ways God reveals himself to us is through scripture. And in the ancient world, names were used differently than how we use them today. Not only did names provide people with an identity that told others which family or tribe that person belonged to. But in many cases, names also revealed the personality, the attributes, the characteristics of that person. In fact, sometimes in scripture, people were given new names that revealed something about them. For instance, we read that God changed Abram's name to Abraham, which means father of multitudes. Abram meant father. Abraham meant father of multitudes, and so God changed his name. Jacob's name was changed to Israel after he wrestled with God. Uh, Jesus changed Simon's name. One of the disciples named Simon, he changed his name to Peter, which meant rock. And so all throughout scripture, we see how names reveal who a person is. And so when we read the different names used for God, in the scripture, in the Bible, each one of those names tells us something important about God. They, they tell us about his character and his nature, and they help us better understand who God really is. Theologian A.W. Tozer once said that what you and I believe about God is the most important thing about us. And what he meant by that was how you and I view God shapes every area of our lives. It impacts how we approach God and how we relate to him. It affects how we view the physical world in, in creation. It informs our, our vocation, our values, our relationships, our day-to-day -day lives. And so the different names for God throughout scripture help us learn about who he is. And more than that, they help us to know him. Because God doesn't just want us to know about him. He wants us to know him. And these different names that scripture uses for God allow us to do that, to, to know him. And so the next couple of months, we're going to be looking at some of these biblical names for God. And we're going to start off by looking at a Hebrew name for God found in the Old Testament book of Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah. And the name we're going to look at this morning is Jehovah Tzidkanu. Jehovah Tzidkanu. And it means the Lord, our righteousness. Now, of course, righteousness 
it means virtuous, just, morally right, or holy. And this name for God, Jehovah Tzidkenu, is used twice in the book of Jeremiah. And the first time it's used is in verse 6 of Jeremiah chapter 23. So let's read that together. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 1. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who care for my people, you have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for your evil deeds, declares the Lord. Then I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will set shepherds over them who will care for them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. Verse 5, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king, and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. So there's that name in Hebrew. The Lord is our, our righteousness in Hebrew is again Jehovah Tzidkenu. And so in these verses, Jeremiah is pointing out how their leaders had fallen short. And instead of shepherding and caring for the people, they were being abusive. They were destroying the people and scattering the people. And, and Jeremiah makes it a point to declare that God is going to make this right. He's going to gather these wounded and scattered people, and he's going to bring them back to his pasture where they, they can flourish once again. And, and God is going to raise up new leaders and shepherds who are going to care about them. And, and the people were longing for that. They, they were longing for God's justice and God's righteousness in their land. You know, many of us were watching the Derek Chauvin verdict last week, and there was a collective sigh of relief across the nation when he was found guilty on all three charges for murdering George Floyd. And the reason that there was a collective sigh of relief is because you and I, as humans, have a yearning for God's justice and God's righteousness. We long for the day when the justice of God will heal and renew and, and restore the entire world. And when we heard that verdict, there was an amen that happened in our hearts. And that's what's happening in this passage in the book of Jeremiah with these words, with this prophecy from Jeremiah. His words are, are building and crescendoing into one of the names used for God. And we read it in verse 6, the Lord our righteousness, or in Hebrew, Jehovah Tzidkenu. And, and Jeremiah proclaims that, that there is a Messiah who's coming. 
and, and he, he contrasts this, this coming Messiah to the current shepherds, the current leaders who are destroying and scattering God's people. And, and Jeremiah says, this king will be different. He'll be the good shepherd. And his name is the Lord, our righteousness, Jehovah Tzidkanu. Now, there, there are two things that are happening at the same time in this prophecy by Jeremiah that we just read. One, Jeremiah is proclaiming that God is just and righteous. He, he's letting the people know that God sees how these leaders are destroying and scattering his people. And he's promising a divine intervention of justice. But he's also foretelling the coming of Jesus. He calls him the righteous branch, the righteous king. One who is going to come to not only reflect the righteousness of God, but he will in fact be our righteousness. Now, Jesus being our righteousness is a major theme in the New Testament. We read this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He, God, made him Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. See, whenever I rely on my own efforts to make myself righteous, it always ends with me becoming self-righteous. And you know what I mean by self-righteous, right? When I become self-righteous, here's what happens. I make my own list of rules and I check them off while I'm congratulating myself as I compare myself with other people. And the Pharisees of Jesus' day did this too, and it got them nowhere. And it usually gets me nowhere, which is why I need Jehovah Tzidkanu. It's why I need this name of God, because I need Jesus to be my righteousness. Because whenever I try to be my righteousness, it becomes self-righteousness. I need Jesus' righteousness. I need Jesus to take away my sin and put me in right standing with God. And, 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 and in so doing, he shows me how to pursue his righteousness. You know, I heard a, a pastor named Rich Velotis, and he pastors a church in Queens, New York City. And I heard him say it this way, that, that sin isn't just something we do. It's a power that we're under. And only Jesus can deliver us from its grip. In other words, we can't make ourselves righteous. We can't do things that put us in right standing with God. That can only come through Jesus. The Lord, our righteousness. And what I love about this name, Jehovah Tzidkanu, is not only does it describe Jesus as a model for justice and righteousness, but it lets us know that he is our righteousness. And because Jesus is our righteousness, we get to actively pursue his righteousness in our own lives and, and in our world, which often feels so broken and unrighteous and unjust. Because here's the thing, the desire that you and I, that all of us have for justice and righteousness 
It comes from him and it's found in him. And we get to actively pursue it. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So then we live in his righteousness. And because of that, we also get to live out of his righteousness. We get to pursue it and participate in it. So I just want to close our time together, again, just by reflecting on this name for God from the book of Jeremiah, Jehovah Tzidkenu, the Lord, our righteousness. And I want to say a prayer for us. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the righteousness that is ours through Christ. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit living in us and through us every single day. We're so aware of our constant need for you. Thank you that because of Christ's forgiveness and righteousness, we are made righteous and set free from the power of sin. Help us to shine your light in a world that often feels dark and unjust and give us the strength and boldness we need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. Amen. You're listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com.